0: Hello and welcome to Refreshingly Honest Christian. My name is David Metcalf.
1: And my name is Jacob Michael Moyer. <laughs> Real name, full name
0: <laughs>
2: is
1: Jacob Michael Moyer.
0: Yep. I'm here. You're here. How's it going? And we're hanging out. We're here together as always. Uh, it's a good time. It's podcast time. Wouldn't you say? What time is it? It's time for a podcast. It's a podcast time. It's your podcast time. <laughs> I'm getting kind of delirious. I'm not gonna lie. This is the 17th podcast we've recorded tonight. <laughs> oh man. I'm yes. happy to be here, man. This is awesome. I know. I'm happy that we're here together. Uh but first, before we get into it, I need to say this. Say it. It's freaking say it. <laughs> I need dude. to get this off my chest. What are you trying to say? Bro, we've got a Patreon. Oh, we do. We've got a Patreon, people. And you should check it out. We've got some amazing new rewards available to you. We've got a monthly Zoom hangout. We do. We've got community discussion groups. Wow. We've got Jesus pins. Oh, gosh. We've got got mugs. We've got T-shirts in the works.
1: We should do masks. Masks. Just have Jesus right on the face? Yeah. That'd be kind of weird. That'd be weird. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> it's stupid. He's dumb.
0: We've got
1: so many a, rewards we've though.
0: We've got a bonus episode exclusive to Patreon listeners. So Definitely. if you're a fan of the show, you should check that out. Yes. Mm. You're gonna
1: oh man, you're gonna love it. Ugh. So much so much better than those other stupid, boring, basic episodes. Ugh. This one's so much the
0: better. The free episodes suck. <laughs> yeah. But the bonus ones, oh man. Um <laughs> uh, this is a weird way to start a podcast. But we got a Patreon people. Check it out. We got a Patreon, and for seven dollars a month, you can join our our small but my, but mighty community. Uh-huh. And uh,
1: I think it's a great it's a great way to reach out to more people. And do you have to pay money to be a part of it? Yes. Oh, that's yeah. That's a good thing. I mean, <laughs> it's not asking very much seven seven dollars. Not that we're like demanding you ask. We're no,
0: you we're money. forcing you to do it. Give it. Give us your money.
1: But I mean, it's like tiddly money for like a lot of information and a lot of the biggest thing for us is like we just get to reach out to more people and it's a different way to like, cultivate community right yeah yeah i mean that's kind of the way i'm viewing it well and, and like covers from the cost of all this awesome awesomely expensive uh equipment here
0: yeah we've got uh we're gonna start doing more like video based podcasts and brendan he's gonna be our video producer sweet and uh yeah it's this equipment we've got this new studio yeah, the studs, bunch of dudes,
1: and the studs.
0: Yeah, we're gonna start sharing some more behind the scenes stuff. I use that joke every time. <laughs> dudes and the studs. Dudes and the studs. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so check out our Patreon. It's a real great time in there. We're also focusing more on our Patreon just because we wanna we wanna go deeper with you, our community. We wanna create more of a conversation beyond just the podcast. So
1: yeah, and we wanna keep it ad free too.
0: Yeah, you know those
1: ads are annoying. Ads on every other podcast. I just skip the thirty seconds, thirty seconds forward, just to avoid it. Yeah, and right when you get in the middle of a good story, just dumb ad for headspace.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think I, I am, I'm, re- I'm done with, with, with doing ads. Like we've done, like, uh, we've had like Audible, we've had like BetterHelp and other stuff, and and those are all great. But uh, I don't know, man. I just I want to focus more in on. The people the people listen to the show yeah and uh, I just feel like that's a great way for us to to just go deeper and to create relationship with with people so yeah
1: buy us a buy us a burger
0: buy us a coffee
1: buy us a cheap burger <laughs>
0: <laughs> a burger from friggin Wendy's or something yeah I don't know yeah. but yeah uh, please check it out patreon.com slash refreshingly honest Christian mm-hmm. and uh yeah that's it for that I love it uh, I got a question for you please Are you anti-vax? Anti-vaxxer? Yeah. Dude, can we please talk about this anti-vaccine stuff? Yeah. I, well, first off, no, I'm not.
1: I feel like there's, I feel like we need to distinguish between the anti, the vax, anti-vaxxers and vaxxers of COVID and then the anti-vaxxers and vaxxers of like just vaccinating your child. Like in the school district. Sure. That sort of thing. I think we're specifically talking about COVID. The COVID thing.
0: Well, so okay, t- tell me about it. What's your what's your thoughts here? So first off, you're just making me think of that video. Did you see that video that I posted on on our gram about the girl who's like, okay, I won't I won't take the vaccine. I don't want the ch- the chip amp implant. Like uh, it's kind of like end of times. Uh-huh. Like I didn't see it. stuff. Anyway, <laughs> I know so many people who think that that yeah, where it's like they think that that uh, I mean particularly Christians that are like terrified. Uh-huh. of the end times and that this vaccine is a, a chip implant thing or something. I uh-huh. don't know. But Me-
1: Meanwhile, they're pumping their bodies full of <laughs> Doritos and high fructose corn syrup.
0: And they carry around a phone that tracks their every move. And, and,
1: and kills their testicles.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <Exactly>. <laughs> Mi- microwaves your balls.
0: <laughs> exactly. No, but it, it is an interesting topic. And even, you know, past presidents have said like, hey, we'll go on air, like we'll be recorded as we get the the vaccine Mm -hmm. and I've seen like weird responses like, Oh, it's sure you could fake that. Like probably just Mm -hmm. pumping water into yourself or something, whatever. Gosh. Um, but it is an interesting phenomenon. I know you got COVID, but would you take it if you had to, if you, here's the thing
1: I got COVID. So I think that like my chances of getting it again are pretty low, but I'm even like, so like COVID aside, I never get the flu shot. Like Never. -hmm. Like I can't I think the last time I got the flu shot was like when I was a child. And I I get a little sick, but I don't like get crazy sick. I don't know. I haven't decided. I just I'm I'm a little bit anti like here's the thing about me, man. (laughs) I hate I realize this today. I hate having any sort of limit or being controlled. Maybe I'd never really verbalize this, so I'm kinda processing through it. But like the concept of me having to eat or me having to sleep to live it really pisses me off. Like I'm, (laughs) (laughs) and so like, I just, I don't want to like, I don't like, I feel like my body should be self-sufficient. Like I don't need some freaking vaccine. And maybe that's probably the wrong mindset. Like I know doctors are smarter, health lot smarter than I am. A ton smarter (laughs) than I am. So maybe I should just get the vaccine. It's debatable. You never know. (laughs) I'm a doctor. I went to school. Um, So I don't know. I don't have a valid valid argument. I probably will get it just for the sake of like keeping my family members safe uh, or passing it on somehow. But I don't know, man. I I think other people are definitely priority over me because I'm like young and healthy and had COVID and didn't really have any symptoms or bad symptoms. But
0: I don't know. Are you going to get it? I mean, it's weird. I I mean, at the time of this recording, who knows how long it's going to take for that stuff to come down the 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 pipeline but i think it's gonna take a long time i know i I mean yeah it's an it's an interesting discussion i don't know i mean i think everyone is like they don't want to be the the guinea pig so to speak they don't want to be like one of the first to take it there's like a there's something in that where it's like i don't want to because they think again they think i don't know maybe what if it's not effective what if it's what if there's something wrong with it what if i don't know yeah. but uh yeah i i think i would take it i mean i'm a i think i'm a little bit apprehensive i don't think that's yeah totally uh uncommon or weird but yeah man it's uh because of how, f- because of how foreign
1: it is and because it's because it's been uh you know not tested that much it's a little freaky but That's just a government. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah. Well, I don't know. Again, with just the wild time that we've been living in, I think people are just uh, weary and apprehensive and, you know, uh, again, just feels like it's the end of the world. I mean, I've definitely had those weird thoughts where I'm like, is it the end times? Yeah. You know?
1: I think people have been thinking that a long time, though. I
0: know. (laughs) Yeah. Dude, have you watched... Okay, so uh, on HBO Max, it's that cult documentary. Um, it's not... Ooh. Uh, which one is it? It's not The Vow. Uh, what is it called?
1: Righteous Shimstones.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, that, but that's good too. Heaven's Gate. No. Have you seen that? So this is like a cult... Um, it's like the largest...
1: It's a documentary?
0: Well, it's a documentary, but it's like... It's like a UFO cult, basically, but it's Whoa. like the largest suicide on U.S. soil. Like, Dang. But it's like an insane documentary. But it, anyway, all I'm trying to say is their whole thing, and this was like in the 90s or something, uh-huh. where they thought it was the end of time. So I agree with you. Everyone thinks that the world is about to end, but... Yeah.
1: Well, if aliens are coming back, we might as well kill ourselves. <laughs> was that the premise? I don't know, I don't get cults, but they do fascinate me, man.
0: I think the idea was we need to basically like get rid of our skin suits, and then we will like be transported into like a. It was pretty weird. It's weird. I'm gonna go watch it. But basically, this guy like and his wife convinced people that they were this prophetic, like these prophetic people sent to Earth to. Be an example or something like that. It was re- it was pretty weird. Did they kill themselves too, or just watch them kill? Well, themselves? his wife died, but then yeah, he killed himself too. The guy uh, who led it. And but yeah, it's nuts. You should check it out. I will. It's pretty interesting. It's like that show Wild Wild West. I mean, no, <laughs> with Will Smith. No, I'm thinking of <laughs> what's it called. I know what you're talking about. Wild Country. Country. Yeah, on Wild Netflix. Wild <laughs> it's yeah. a cult. Yeah.
1: Yeah, the uh, Rajneesh.
0: Well, what's interesting about Heaven's Gate is some a lot of it was also based in like on the Oregon coast, really, and we, that's where we live. We live in Oregon, Dude. so like Oregon is like a weird kind of hotspot for cults. Sweet. So. Band Oregon. Just like this podcast. The hotspot for something <laughs> <laughs> for heretical nonsense. That's I don't awesome. know. Um. Okay, so I have an interesting conversation to share with our listeners. Seth Price, host of the Can I Say This at Church podcast. Mm. Interesting guy. I actually discovered this guy through my interview prep for my conversation with Jared Bias. Mm. I know you listened to that episode, right? Yeah. So, he was on his podcast. Jared was on Seth Seth's podcast. Sweet. And uh yeah. I listened to this guy. He's got a great podcast. It's it's not dissimilar to what we're doing here. And so I just reached out to him and I was like, "Hey man, we should talk." And we did. You want to be on the pod? Want to be on the pod? And so <laughs> you want to be on the cast? In the cast. And uh, really interesting guy. And uh, just kind of another one of those people that just you know what I mean. Like when you meet somebody who, there you're just you you get a vibe. Yeah. You're just like we flowed
1: with them. Flowed, we flowed. You're big on vibes, dude. You're big on the auras, aren't you?
0: On the auras, on the cheese. Yeah. On not the cheese, but the chis. I'm big on cheese, bro. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you love cheese. The Leaning Tower of Cheese. Uh.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes. I well, love
1: cheese, dude. My favorite's Gouda. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yep. Yep. Well, Shout we, out did to talk, we did not talk. We did not talk about cheese. But uh, this is just a seamless transition into to our conversation. I would love it if we had more conversations together with people.
1: Yeah, let's do it.
0: But uh, but this one went solo. Sweet, it's just me and Seth.
1: You and Seth just <laughs> tagged him in the the pod.
0: <laughs> we yep. and uh, he he was wearing a, a, a llama Christmas sweater? ugly sweater, and it was awesome.
1: Wow, it was awesome.
0: It was awesome. You would love it. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Seth Price from the Can I Say This at Church podcast. Enjoy. All right. Seth Price, welcome to the show. Hey, how are you? I'm doing well, my friend. How are you? What's going on in your
2: world? Uh, Getting ready for Christmas. Uh, Working like a dog because I decided to take two weeks of vacation off at the same time of the month um, to end the year because I'm tired of the year. So I have to do five weeks of work in two in three weeks. So, but that's self-imposed, but outside (laughs) of that, yeah. Yeah. Things are good. Life is, life is fine. Yeah. in in the grand, the grand aspect of everyone else's life. I I don't have much to complain about.
0: Yeah. The dumpster fire of 2020 as it's been known.
2: (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's a visual manifestation of the Cowboys season. And as a Cowboys fan, that's, that's where I'm at. Yeah. It's, (laughs) I expect I expect something to break and something to lose every day. So, yeah, it's it's horrible.
0: Oh, man, I love that. Well, uh, Seth, so I just to give a quick background for for those listening, I came across you uh, in preparation for a podcast that I was doing with a mutual connection of ours, Jared Bias, uh, who is on your show and. Uh, I was after listening. um, I always kind of do that when I'm preparing for interviews; just want to kind of get a different take, uh, usually. And so uh, I found your podcast. Can I say this at church? And first of all, I love the name. Gotta say, it's (laughs) a great name. Thanks. And uh, (laughs) and as I was just listening to some of the questions that you were asking, I just thought, okay, here's a guy who I who I really can relate to. I identify a lot with you. You're asking a lot of uh, similar questions. Um, that I myself have been asking. And so um, I, I, I uh, stalked you online and I I've saw that you've been doing this podcast for a while. So um, I just thought, would love to have you on, talk about you, your background, uh, what led to this podcast and all that good stuff. So here we are.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, well, thanks. I, yeah, I'm, I'm a fan of the name of the show because sarcasm is a love language I don't care what that big purple book is called, the five love it's it's the sixth love language. So yes. my wife would tell you that. But yeah, thanks. Yeah, thanks for having me on. It's it's always a bit awkward to be on this side mm. of the microphone because when I'm on your side, I'm kind of in control of at least the conversation. Not right. the answers, but at least the conversation. So it's slightly terrifying um, to to be on this side.
0: I hear you, man. Well, honestly, if you want to just uh host and facilitate, I tend to do that a lot on other people's podcasts. So uh it is it is totally fine by me. I know what you mean. Being on the other
2: side, because you're like,
0: oh God, what what is this person gonna say? What are they gonna ask? You know. Yeah. But uh Yeah. yeah. The good
2: thing is, um, yeah, you know, I've been doing it long enough. It's not it's not as crazy as it used to be, but the I've I've done it long enough that I just stopped caring about what other people think of my answers to whatever the question is, as long as I'm good with them. Yeah. Mostly, um, I'm fine with that, mostly. Sometimes I still have some issues there. There are still some of the answers that I get actually on mine that I I still contemplate constantly all the time. Yeah. All the time.
0: Totally. Nice, man. Well, hey, so just typically we always start off by asking the guest, you know, what's your background? How are you you raised? Kind of just give the listeners... Um, a little bit of insight into your world and kind of what brought you to where you are now, uh, all that good stuff. Were you raised religious? Were you not, not religious? Cause it's a relationship. Come on. Uh, <laughs> but were you <laughs> raised in a Christian environment? Like what was, what was that like for you?
2: I, <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was raised in a religious relationship. Um. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so I, yes, yeah, so I was, where do I start? That's a weird question to answer, isn't it? Um, yeah, so I, you know, I was born in Texas, and then my dad went to school at a Bible college uh, that is now defunct, uh, but it was part of, um, yeah. There's a lot of baggage with that Bible college. I'm not a fan, and many, many, I, w- I would call it like a fundamentalist, uh, quasi cult, you know, with the type of religion that they teach. But that's okay. He yeah. then went on into ministry and then left the ministry because he realized it wasn't going to fit. But our, my home was overtly religiously structured but we didn't really go to church a lot we were just kind of what cultural Christians I guess yeah uh, sure and, and you know I could I could show up at Christmas and Easter and I could I could fake it because I know the thing <laughs> yeah but um you know I was always drawn to things that were religious not just my faith but other faiths and then like most people do you know you go off to college and whatnot and and really I became a, 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 pr- a more practicing um, Christian, if you want to use that word, although I'm not entirely in love with that word either. I'm not in t- really in love with any of the labels. But yeah. uh, at college, but I went off to Liberty uh, because I wanted to get more fundamentalist. And <laughs> um, yeah, and, and that was not a scholarship. Like that's me and Sally Mae wow. in it together. Wow, you know, paying for this thing. So that was a choice. And then um, common story after that, you know, had a kid, got married, bought a house. And then life intersected with faith, and the two didn't match. Mm. And so people either pull the ripcord or they don't pull the ripcord. I kind of did a little bit of half and half and faked it while I was pulling the ripcord because my friends are at church, and I like my friends. And um, come to find out all these years later, all of my friends are having the exact same problem and just none of us were talking about it until years later. And, at, you know, four or five years ago, we all realized that. And it's been a lot more healthy since then. But, yeah, So that's kind of how I got into... Mm you know podcasting was just questioning myself writing journals doubting things having conversations with close friends and um yeah and then one of them encouraged me hey man you should should do something with this yeah so yeah but yeah i think my story is pretty close to most americans they're culturally religious or culturally christian
0: mm.
2: like like the census box christian but not christian christian
0: yeah okay so it sounds like you you were born born in Texas. You grew up um, in mm. a, a Christian environment. Uh, your dad, it sounds like, was a pastor. He went to, to a Bible college that you said is now defunct. Yep. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So would you consider yourself a PK, a pastor's kid?
2: I don't know, because he was only a pastor when I was like really small. By the okay. time I was in like first grade, he wasn't a pastor anymore. So I guess technically, yeah, because, you know, yeah. if you're called to the ministry, you're in that for the long term. <laughs> right. And not everybody has a ministry inside of a building. You know, I've seen I've seen those Instagram posts. So that's, you know, so I guess <laughs> technically, yes, but I, I wouldn't classify myself as a PK.
0: Totally. I okay. wasn't
2: spending all day in the church or, or living in the pews, you know, while mom was at work or whatever. I wasn't doing any of that.
0: Yeah. So like tell me tell me a little bit about your come to Jesus moment like when was it when did it become real for you you obviously went to Liberty and so what was the intention were you setting out to to be a pastor like what was the goal there
2: At Liberty? No, so the intention there was um I didn't get along very well with with my family uh because I wanted to assert my presence and my, my family was like, well, you live here. So your presence is inserted inside of our rules. So deal with it because <laughs> you live here for free. Yeah. And so um, I realized that Liberty did not have out-of-state tuition and it was the same price as going to any school that I wanted to for the most part in Texas. And uh, the, the college that my dad went to, Pacific Coast Baptist Bible College, um, it was already on the West Coast. I'd already lived there. I already lived in the plains. Let's mm-hmm. go to the East Coast. So I just chose Liberty based on that, and you know, there's all the other things. You know, like um, it was a decent school. It still is a decent school um, mm. overall. But I did not go to school to study um, religion or faith. I went to school for communications, and um, cool. That's not the best school to go to for that, but it was the furthest away that I could get, and still be on the continent, and still afford.
0: And be a fundamentalist, as
2: you're saying. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it's easy to fit in there because you know what the rules are. You sure. Know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Although I, I, yeah the one nice thing about Liberty is some of my core group of friends um, where we all push each other. They're still my core group of friends and we all went to Liberty together. Mm. Um, Like, but we're all equally uh, disenfranchised by the university where we're like, I don't even want to tell people I went to school there. Totally. uh,
0: Yeah. So, yeah, which I'm sure does that have like a lot to do with the more like recent scandals with Jerry Falwell Jr, that kind yeah. of stuff, or yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, it has to do with a lot of, yeah, just a lot of that mostly Jerry Jr, but there were issues prior to that, like I just have issues with the way that they teach um theology sure. um as at least at the undergrad level. I know it's like the graduate level, there's a lot more fluidity there, and there's a lot more flexibility because that's the intention. Uh, But that's, most people don't go to the undergrad. I mean, most people don't go to the, to the upper grad levels. It's all undergrad. So this, the way that things are taught, especially science, I just find is dangerous. Yeah. And so I, I I try not to advertise for people to go there. (laughs) You know what I mean?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I hear you, man. Um, That's cool. So is it safe to say you grew up in the South? Like, is that? Okay. And I gotta say, uh, so first of all, the, uh, the sound quality of your podcast alone is so good. Um, but mm. beyond that, as I was listening to your voice, I'm like, Ooh, Seth, you're, you, I like this accent. I like it. You got a little Do bit have of a, an accent. You kind of have it. It's like, it's kind of, it's not a twang. It's not a drawl. but it's just a little flavor of the South <laughs> and I don't, I can't quite place it, but oh. I like, I like it.
2: I, I thought that I'd lost it all. I, I, I don't, if it's there, I don't hear it. So yeah. It's very Um, subtle.
0: It's very subtle. Yeah. Yeah, And I
2: will tell you, if I'm speaking to my mom or my brother, like instantaneously, right back to normal, (laughs) and if I'm really tired, like my wife will tell me, she's like, you need to go to bed. I can tell you're exhausted. Yeah. Uh, After like a lot of days of being up for too long or whatever, because whatever it is in my brain Mm. that turns it off, it like reverts back to the the reptilian accent (laughs) of whatever that is of my brain, where she's like, yeah, I know that you're tired and you can't lie about it because- I hear you saying words like, oil, you know, things like that. So
0: totally. Well, and and that's something. So like what you just said a little bit ago about, uh, you know, you you, and even the beginning of this podcast, you had you were having these conversations with some friends, you know, you'd argue and debate over. uh, It sounds like some theological stuff. Um, Like, could you tell me like really like what prompted you to start this podcast can I say this in church and the question even I know you said it was kind of sarcastic but i for me I think that represents a lot of people's um attitude or like mm-hmm. I don't know if I feel safe where I could see, can I even say this like is this is this is this christian is this you know whatever um so maybe maybe like could you give us a clue into what were those initial conversations, even for you and your faith? Like, what were you wrestling with? What were you questioning, uh, even just at the yeah. time?
2: Yeah, so it's, it's multiple fold, but mostly um, I don't deal well with emotions uh, at all. Um, I've heard you talk about the Enneagram often on at least the few episodes of yours that I've listened to, trying to prepare myself for what you were going to throw at me a bit <laughs> here, because, yeah, so I, I could do my research as well, At least at least try to, but... Um, so I'm a five on the Enneagram. And so with that, I love logic and.
0: My wife is a five.
2: The books and yeah. the, like the, but yeah. did you know that the reason they call it this <laughs> is because, which relates back to the Latin word. Everyone's like, I, they don't care. Right. So that's where I'm at. But so when I had kids, um, like parts of me hurt that never existed before. Mm. And it made me view the whole world different, not just God, like everything, because something changes, at least for me, it changed when I had a child and now I have three children and it's only amplified exponentially as, as I've had kids and it makes life a lot harder. But the way that I viewed God was tr- like prosperity sort of based, where it's like, I do a, like, 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 like an integers on like a bank spreadsheet. Like I put in this much money and in a year I get this. I set I, I deposited my prayers that yields, you know, long-term 12 months prayer CD. Totally. I'm going to, I'm going to get a new job right. and a car because like, that's how, that's how the bank works. That's how capitalism in America works and the church for the most part in America. And the church that I grew up in, you couldn't question anything. Like You couldn't question tithing. You couldn't question women in ministry. You couldn't talk about anything if it wasn't fitting inside there. And so when I had kids, um, I started questioning everything and I realized that I didn't have a vent to put those into. Mm. Um, I, it wasn't always comfortable to discuss it with my wife. At I We were new to where we lived. And so at my church, I, I think they would be okay with it, but I already became a member and where I'm at now versus where I was then, like, I don't, am I allowed to still, like, I enjoy leading worship. Can I still do that if I don't think Mary was a virgin? Right. Oh, we, we can't talk about that either. <laughs> right. um, yeah. but, but why do we have deacons that do this? And why is that better than, like, all these questions, mm-hmm. um, which is really where the show came out of. And so I started, like, I started with that, the virgin birth and what my thoughts were on that. And I ripped apart everything. I didn't read anything else for like a year. This is like 2009, 2010. Didn't read anything else for like a year except for stuff on that. And then I moved on to the next thing and the next yeah. thing and the next thing. Realized how small my faith was. And um, luckily I had some good friends that were like, man, I'm with you. Have you read this? Have you heard this? Have, let's talk about this. Mm. Um, and they're, I mean, I, I was on the phone with them last night, like that the daily we talk and, and wrestle with things, but not just that with, with everything. Yeah. And then during, um, you know, so all that aside, all that faith stuff was all private with friends and, and close family. Um, not my family, because that wouldn't be acceptable talk. That would be, I, I would be a heretic and possibly going to burn in hell, which isn't even something that I think exists, at least not in the way that most people say it. Totally. And even yeah. that is another thing that you don't get to say at most churches. Like, You can't say that. And um, so we started a podcast actually about President Trump's uh, run Mm. of the the last election and just all of the weirdness with it, especially as it related to evangelicalism. And then that kind of blew up when people had babies and got sick and moved and whatnot. But I kind of got addicted to the format of podcasting and having that outlet. Yeah. And so I instead took a, a little bit of knowledge of editing emailed some people that said yes and was like, here we go. Although it wasn't until maybe 30 episodes in or so that I realized I'm doing it wrong. This doesn't sound anything like me. And I kind of (laughs) changed the way that I do things. Um, So if if you're listening and you ever decide to go back to the beginning because you're like me and you won't read a book (laughs) if you can't start with the first book because you're a five, those first 30 are kind of (laughs) rough.
0: I hear you, man. Sometimes
2: the current ones are also kind of rough. But yeah, I was like a robot. Of you're gonna answer my question.
0: Oh Never my gosh, <laughs>
2: <laughs> I love so, that.
0: So Seth, let's back up for a moment. I loved what you said. Um, like you were talking about, like how you know you even start going to a new church and you, maybe you don't feel comfortable. And hey, I love this community and and I'm a member and I love you know I love leading worship and all of this stuff. I I guess for you, even just culturally, when we look at the church, right? Like this sort of amorphous, <laughs> uh, whatever this big thing is. Um, why do you think we have such a problem with that? Like, why do you feel like we can't say certain things? Like you're saying, like, can I even say this? Like, wh- where does that stem from? Do you think?
2: Uh, so for, I'll tell you what I think it was for me, cause I don't know that I'm qualified at all being that I graduated with a communications degree from a fundamentalist <laughs> university to speak for the church proper. Sure. But I think a lot of it is, and I'm going to paraphrase this from my current pastor who has been so helpful in all of this for me. Um, he said once that there's a part of me that needs you to need me because I have a power bill and a light bill and a mortgage. and, and things. So I could possibly, as a pastor, help you be more secure in beliefs and maybe not so scared all the time. But there's also a part of me that needs that fear because and I think it roots back to that of, of a transactional, angry, violent, retributive, narcissistic, hateful God mm, mm. that if you believe that that God exists, the consequences of doing it wrong are so high that you're going to follow the rules. Like, Like if I get caught speeding on the interstate, it's 15 years in jail. So by God, I'm not speeding or I'm not cussing or I'm not not missing a tithe. I'm not, you know, I'm not whatever it is. Um yeah. and so I think a lot of it is that is is the system's just so rigid that if you buy into that system, um you can't break the rules because if you do, your whole community gets stripped away because everybody is in their small echo chambers. And so if you're in the soccer life, all of your friends are in the soccer life. If you're the theological life all of your friends for the most part so your 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 friends become the people that you spend multiple hours a week with and that's either your work friends or your church friends you know what i mean or it's whatever that community is and so for people like me that the community was church it's terrifying to even admit to people but i mean it's no different than like in a men's group someone will say they're struggling with sexual whatever whatever they would never say that on sunday morning right you know what I mean? When yeah. really they should, because then maybe the pastor and the smarter, older people of both sexes in the church could go, I've been there actually, come over here, let's talk. Which would probably be a healthier church, but nobody brings it up because they're terrified they're just going to get kicked out, not invited to things, won't ha- let their kids can't play with the other people's kids because I'm impure. <laughs> right, you we'd don't want to affect ru- them. We'd hate to have that rub off on somebody. Right. That's how it works.
0: yeah. Yeah, so. it's a slippery slope. You are who you surround yourself with, Seth. So, yeah, you know. Yeah. yeah, and
2: it's just such a big institution. I mean, there's so much power and money involved. And like like anything else with power and money, yeah, um, the the stakes are too high.
0: Yeah. Gosh. Well, I love that you're creating a space where people feel like they can ask questions that maybe they don't feel like they can ask on a Sunday. And mm. uh, I th- I think it's just more and more it's, it's something that's so needed. And um, especially as we see, gosh, I mean, it, it's become such a buzzword at this point, but deconstruction where it feels like, I feel like there's a reason for that. It, and it's because we have, I think an entire generation um, deconstructing their faith, really questioning, like, Hey, like, like even what you said with, uh, you know, <laughs> Trump being elected, even the first time, like I know for a lot of people, you know, the conversations that I've had, a big thing that's really caused a lot of doubt is, is that like this weird unholy alliance between, (laughs) uh, not just Trump, but even just like kind of commandeering a a political party. Um, and I don't care, you know, so much to get political, but just, um, I just think what you're doing is really, um, is really needed. And I, and I Mm. just, yeah, I think that's great. Um, so for you, even just in your own personal faith, Seth, so like, how is this? How has your faith changed? Uh, I know you've um, even gone through your own bit of deconstruction, kind of reconstructing your faith and um, finding, a, finding a new passion in Jesus, um, all of that good stuff. So, like, what would you say has changed the most uh, since you, you know, since you even started asking honest questions and kind of figuring out what you believe?
2: So, I, uh, I don't even know how to answer that because the most I think changes based on the day. Um, Mm. but overall, what I don't care a lot about anymore is any eschatology, which for those that are listening, they're like, yeah, that's a 25 cent word. I'm going to need a nickel word, (laughs) maybe a dime (laughs) word. So that's just like end times stuff. Like, like I'm not really concerned with where I go when I die. Mm. And I think most people are. And I, and it's not because I have faith that I know where I'm going. It's just that I honestly don't think that that's the point. I don't think that's the point of the gospel, of the Bible, of Scripture, or of humanity. I don't think that that's the point. I think acting that way um, causes harm and and um, arguably causes sin and hell in the world. Um, so that's probably the biggest change for me, and that's the part where people are like, "But what? But what? I'm like, but you're you're acting out of fear, and I'm trying not to." Yeah. Uh, and so that's the biggest thing. And then the other biggest thing would be, but it's going to be a foundational thing for everything else is I just think that scripture, not just the Bible, but you know, uh, Torah and every all, all of the scriptural texts, I just think are so much more fluid than many of the faiths make them that they all, there's a fundamentalist thread that's woven throughout all of the tapestry. And I'm not an expert on anything really at all. Um, but that, that knowledge for me has made it where everything else can be so fluid because every day I get a new book from somewhere or I begin a new text and I'm like, I did not know that. And that little thing that I did not know literally changes everything that I did know. Wow. And if your religion is so tight and so fundamentalist, regardless of where that is, you could be a fundamentalist Catholic or a fundamentalist Episcopalian or a fundamentalist Baptist. You know, if there's not room for that fluidity, it, it really, the, the walls aren't built to flex that way. Like just, you were talking about politics. So the other day I was reading that the reason that the conservative right right now is aligned with the church, or the church, I'm sorry, I said that back, the church is aligned with them, is because of a view on abortion that was pushed by a Southern Baptist convention, that like 15 years before it was pushed, the Southern Baptist convention basically said, this has nothing to do with the gospel, and so we don't have an opinion on this. This is, why are we talking about this when there's homeless people? which is the correct response. (laughs) And then when Carter got in office and he wouldn't like be a war hawk and wouldn't flex his power as the Christian candidate, which is how he was touted, when he started trying to love on people, they got pissed off and figured out a way to remarket and rebrand things and align the power and money of the church to a different vehicle. It used to be the other way in not my lifetime, but in my mom's lifetime. Like within half of the country's remembrance, it wasn't always this way. You know what I mean? Yeah. But without flexibility and the ability, like if I heard that now as like my brother or, you know, the the average Republican, they'd be like, that's not true. It's always been this way because we're Bible believing. You know, and also on the other side as well, like the quote unquote progressive side, they'd be like, well, that's not true. The church never aligned with the values of the oppressed. I'm like that. Both of you were wrong.
0: Mm, Yeah. (laughs) You know,
2: and that matters because what matters is what we do tomorrow, not based on some where I'm going when I die but based on the dude that lives next to me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It sounds to me like you for so long, like many Christians, myself included, sort of you arrived, you, you signed on the dotted line. Here's, here's your faith package and here's everything that we believe. And just, just sign there and, and dot the T's, <laughs> cross the I's, that kind of thing. Um,
2: uh, yes. and two, now two helpings of heaven. Cause it's buy yeah. one, get one. I want two helpings of heaven.
0: Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Uh, and so now it sounds to me like you're in a place of, of curiosity and discovery. And like you said, like you pick up a new book and you, you, you find something new. Uh, and I think that's, I mean, so many Christians, the thing that I, and I, and I always hate like pointing the finger. So I'll just point it back at me. Uh, is just the thing that I've hated that I really don't like in myself is there's, I can look back on the times where I'm like, gosh, all I was doing was just warding off and keeping, a, you know, other beliefs at arm's length, or uh, not even just beliefs, but just ways of seeing the world. And by extension, really keeping people at arm's length, uh, which just creates this mm-hmm. weird little subculture, this little echo chamber, if you will. And uh, I mean, yeah, have you found that? In your I don't know, exploring or whatever you want to call this, have you found that you've been more open to people, and uh, do you feel like this has helped you love people in a in a more Christ-like way?
2: I'd like to say yes, um, but like not always. Like I still because the biases that I was raised with, getting back to the upbringing, they're still in there. And I have better days of recognizing that I'm living into what I was taught at a basic level, like the sky is blue, that leaf is green, these people are not to be trusted, you know what I mean? All of that, whatever you want to make that, that all still exists, and so I have better days, and I have worse days, And, and I'll often catch myself, like I'll say something and be like, that's on me, I'm so sorry, you know what I mean, but... That is also something that, I mean, everybody has to work on that. Um, But yeah, I have, I have better days at that than not better days. But the difference is now I actually care that Mm. it exists. And in the past it was like, that's a you problem. Like, like David, I'm sorry that you're offended, but you need Jesus. Like (laughs) you, you don't know it. And that's part of the problem is you just need Jesus. Wow.
0: I know what you mean in the sense that you have like almost like, like a programming, like you're just hardwired this way. Is that kind of what you're saying? Like, you, you like yeah. Um, yeah. Are you, do you feel like, do you feel like you've changed a lot of that initial um, kind of expression of faith quite a bit?
2: What do you mean expression of faith?
0: Just in terms of like, I try to avoid the words construction or deconstruction as much as possible, but oh, uh, um, yeah, just I guess in the, yeah, that's a good shorthand is just, yeah, when you you know, how you were raised and kind of where you are now, it it sounds to me like you've, I don't want to say evolved, um, because again, that's another buzzwordy term, but it works. So like, does that sound like you?
2: Yeah. I mean, my, so yeah, to use that term. So my expression of faith is entirely different now, but what's nice is I'm still in the same church community. My church actually came alongside and they did some things like I didn't expect, like they've given me a place to still say at Christmas, I'm not going to sing some of these songs because I'm really struggling with the lyrics and like giving me like some veto power to say, I'm not going to sing this song about how wretched we are unless we change some of the lyrics. Cause I don't think that's how we were created. And I think that that perpetuates a lie that I'm not going to sing to my kids and your kids. Like I'm just not going to. So mm. they've given me a flexibility and like they've even taken some of the episodes of the show and worked through them in a time that we could gather. Like, literally send it out, listen to this. The pastor and I made some questions. The pastor led the conversation. I only ad-libbed in when he needed something. And the whole point was that everyone else wrestled with some of those things. But I'm aware of how rare of a church that is. And a lot of that is our current pastor. Um, But, like, for me, like, my expression of faith, like, I don't... I'm not a scientist, but I know that everything that I am is just random atoms like to take something away from Pete Holmes. I don't I don't know if you know him or not, but he's like, what's he said? Like This doesn't make any effing sense. Like <laughs> me and this table, I should be able to go through the table, but look, and that doesn't make any damn sense, you know, like <laughs> yeah. like like there's nothing that I can create or take away and religion is something that you and I and other smart people have made to try to wrap our words around something bigger that we can obviously see and feel and obviously is there because yeah. civilization has always looked for that and either we're all imbeciles or we're not. So yeah. obviously something is there. And so we're all just trying to wrap something around that. And um, it's arrogant to think that, you know, we've always got it all figured out. But like if if my house and, and I'm down in my basement, I could show you, but there's literally Legos sitting all over the place over there. like the the house that I was given is the house that my parents built and that house was safe and it worked for them. Um, And I think I actually say this in like the intro to the, to the podcast, like the very first episode, like it's the only one that I've actually scripted. It's multiple pages and I just talk for 20 minutes. Mm. Um, It's the only one that I probably actually chose my words with intention. Everything else is is kind of ad-libbed and (laughs) like I just ripped the whole house down and then realized, Oh, you can actually make other things other than a square Lego house. This is cool. It's the same blocks on the same foundation, um, but I can build it differently and it's equally going to survive whatever it is. And it doesn't mean that the way it was was wrong either. It just means that there's more than one way to, to view God and both people can be right and also not wrong at the same time. Like You and I can yeah. have a heated agreement. That's, yeah. that's a thing that exists.
0: Yeah, and we can disagree fundamentally on fundamental things and that's okay. And it doesn't make any one of us be right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It doesn't make one a Christian and, and the other not or whatever whatever language you want to use. One thing that you said Seth that I really want to go back to and that I love is so my brother-in-law he's also a worship leader and he would often change lyrics <laughs> to certain songs and you you mentioned you know you're not wretched and it just reminded me of in your merch store I noticed you had a a shirt that said you are not broken and I'm Mm -hmm. I get really emotional thinking about that actually because I feel like a lot of us have been fed this idea that you are fundamentally evil and uh dirty and gross and wrong and whatever all the other things evil <laughs> uh yeah. at to- you know you're sinful you're whatever and I, even just the word broken um you know i think for many of us who are going through you know a season of doubt a season of really honest searching and questioning and deconstructing and tearing it all to pieces you know the lego set that they have <laughs> uh yeah you know um i think many of us can feel that way but maybe could you speak to that idea of like you are not broken like where does where does that come from i just really like that
2: yeah so that theology of brokenness that most people at least in the western church it's not really as much of a problem in some of the other versions of our faith uh, that we're just discommunicated from we so we relied to so the, a lot of that theology is based upon just church fathers that needed it to be that way because of the way that they viewed the world. And then because they had the ear of the Pope at the time or the people at the councils, that's the way that things work. Like whoever has the ear of the uh, Senate Judiciary Committee for what's constitutional, those are the laws that get to come to vote for the floor. That doesn't mean that all the other laws had no validity in them or that they weren't even conversations. But because we have such a small church context and church literacy and biblical literacy and we don't even remember that those conversations happened. So you've got that coming from the old church of just you're wretched, you're broken, you're born sinful. Um, the, the, your parents having sex spread that sin right through you because Adam and Eve, um, this also is predicated on Adam and Eve being real people instead of a metaphorical version of humanity, which is what most people not fundamentalist Baptists or fundamentalist Christians believe. Um, like that, that sin is just not there. Like the God that I worship does not make broken things. Everything that he makes, he calls good. Like everything that she makes, she calls good. And then even logically pastors will tell you that God cannot abide in sin and can't be within anywhere in it. So logically that doesn't even make sin. Like I, I, like I can remember in college, like God, can God make a rock big enough that God can't pick it up? It logically doesn't make sense. So if I'm born sinful, God can't be in my presence. I don't care what rule he tried to loophole in with Jesus. It just doesn't work. Like that's a theology of fear and a transactional theology based upon me doing something as opposed to a way of living that breaks sin, literally hamartia, like missing the mark, which is an archery term. I don't know how much you know about that term or not, but are you with me? You're still with me? Good. Perfect. Um, So I just don't think people are born broken. I think people are born beloved and blessed and i think that the world and our selfish nature either taught to us or some people are just selfish or narcissistic like we create broken things yeah but i don't believe that anything is brought into this universe and i say universe with intention broken like the god that i worship doesn't make broken things and so i like to remind people you aren't broken like If you're LGBTQ and you've been excommunicated and you're not allowed to come home for Christmas, COVID or not, you're not broken. You weren't born broken. That's a freaking lie. And like, if God is this massive forest, and I think it was, I'll I'll steal it from um, Tim Mackey was on the show. And he said, you know, when we're looking at the old Testament, like that's the deepest root of the forest. Like if you're looking like at the Lord of the Rings forest, like the old forest is there and all the new Testament is on the outskirts. But as you're walking through God, like Mm -hmm you're right where you need to be the trees are different over there point of views are different over there but none of this is broken and busted you 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 didn't go down the wrong path you didn't cross the wrong fork in the road none of that is accurate you're you're still beloved you were beloved yesterday when they said you were hated that was a lie tomorrow when you're not accepted you're still beloved like but people need to realize that they're not broken yeah for that to be true, like me yeah. telling you that and you telling someone that, or then wearing a T-shirt. So I've got two or three versions of that shirt. A few of them, I just like the way they look. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then there's one that is literally rainbow colors. The word broken is, is rainbow colors because like intentionally that matters. Uh, that's actually the most one of the most popular things in that store. But um, yeah, I made that for a friend mm. and had a friend in mind. Um, and then it's a lot of work to make merch. And so after that, I just put it on the thing. Yeah. Um, I love it. It's a lot of work to put it there. Yeah, Um, yeah, but yeah, I don't, I don't believe in original sin. I think that's a freaking lie. Um, Yeah, it's just, it's just wrong.
0: Yeah. Well, and I think it does. To go back to something earlier that you said with pastors is they almost need you to need them. Like that's the whole position in a way. (laughs) Uh, And so this idea that you are broken. You are sinful. That you are just naturally, um, you know, selfish. I agree with you in the sense that some people can be, but also I also agree that it's really taught. And so, I don't know. I just I look at so many people who it's almost like a self fulfilling prophecy, in the in the sense that um, you you can you can convince somebody that they are. That they are broken when they're in fact not, and that actually creates more problems, uh, mm-hmm. you know, than than is necessary. And so, even when I look at people, you know, people who listen to this show, or uh, even just in my own journey, um, it really it causes a what it does is it 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 creates a suspicion, uh, in yourself to yourself. You know what I mean? You can't even trust your, you can't even trust that like, um. that like you, you can't even listen to your own body. You can't listen to your emotions because again, um, it like it really does psych you out in a way, you know what I'm saying? So um, I, I guess what I'm just trying to say is I love that. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> yeah. And I mean, yeah. that was, but I, I can remember being taught that as a kid. Like I can remember yeah. my dad telling me that and my old pastors telling me that like, like from a young young age and like my wife and I have been intentional not that we're doing it any better I think probably most days we're marginally decent parents like parenting is hard I don't know if you have kids but it is freaking hard um because yeah. you're already exhausted and you got to start over and these people don't care that you're exhausted cuz they have needs so like I we intentionally tell our kids like repeatedly like this is wrong you're going to and so some of their friends will even say well they said this I'm like well that's one way to view it, but I can tell you there's a bigger way and I just don't believe that. So they can think that and that can be true for them, but I need you to know that that is not what everybody thinks and it's definitely not what your mom and dad think. Like, mm. you know, I try my best to not indoctrinate them, but I need them to know, hear what they're saying and, and hear mm. them. That matters if you want to have, you know, if you want to have relationships with people, but, but know that that is not that is not, that right. is not the be-all, end-all of everything at all. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Gosh. Nice, man. Well, let's, let's switch gears here for a little bit. I know we don't have a whole ton of time left. Um, but so far, I just got to say this has been great and I appreciate you coming
2: on, Seth. Thanks.
0: It's uh, I hope the same could be said uh, of me. Hopefully this isn't the worst experience in your life.
2: (laughs) No, I'm enjoying myself. (laughs) I, I told you before we got started, if I could get, if I could make the amount of money that I needed to make, and just talk about like God all day. Yeah. And not be a pastor would be amazing. Hey, yeah. I'm
0: right there with you, bro. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause I don't yeah. I'm not interested in the pastoral stuff. Although yeah. someone recently emailed me and they said I said that to them because they asked if I had ever preached in church or whatever. I was like, not really. That's not like the way that I delivered thought like I don't I don't leave a lot of space mm. in one on one conversations for most people to feel like they want to contribute anything. Um, at least that's what I've been told. I was like, that wouldn't work. He's like, well, you realize like doing a podcast, like what you're doing and what you're doing, David, like, like, he's like, you're almost like a large church pastor. Like you're, you're weekly delivering a message, whether or not you know it. He's like, so mm. just want to let you know that. And I was like, well, that's, I'm not happy with that. I'm actually really <laughs> uncomfortable with that. I don't, I don't want that. Don't you take that away.
0: Yeah. yeah. Don't put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> yeah. Don't you yeah, dare. I don't need it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I never saw it. Delete. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome,
0: man. Well, listen, so, um, I, I want to do a quick little, we're going to do a slow round. Um, and I just have a few questions for you. Um, and this is, uh, based off of a game that we, that we bought and it's called, uh, we're not really strangers. And so essentially it's just a, a couple of questions and we're going to, we're going to figure, we're going to go a little bit deeper here, my friend. So, uh, okay. the first question and this is level one. It's called perception. I don't know if you could see so that. So
2: not, not one word responses, correct? Like no, legitimate?
0: sir. No, okay. we, we, can, <laughs> we can talk about it. Uh, we can, yeah, we can go at length. And so what, what I'll do is I'll ask you a question, then you answer, and then I'll answer that question for you. So it's very um, kind of, it's just, it's meant to kind of create conversation and also to just kind of connect with other people. So okay. uh, first question what about me is most strange or unfamiliar to you? What
2: about you is most strange or unfamiliar? Yeah. Why that sheet behind you only covers two thirds of your wall. <laughs> you know what?
0: Um, this is, um, how dare you? This is my studio. Um, it actually, it it does cover the whole thing. So, um, wow. you're in
2: a corner then. Because to me, the first thing I thought was, why did, did you run out of sheet? Like, what happened? Like, the wall is there. Cause like, yeah. here, I'll show you like, I'm all in, I'm not going to move. Cause there's that madness. I'm not doing oh, it. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs>
0: I love it. Well, um, just to throw it back at you then. Uh, so the listeners, they probably, they won't be able to see this, but you've got this, I said it as soon as we started, but you've got this <laughs> freaking llama ugly Christmas sweater. It's not ugly. It's beautiful. But like if you look at his eyes, he looks he looks a little stoned. I'm not going to lie.
2: He's either really drunk or blazed. I don't know which. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh man. It was oh. it was actually ugly sweater day today at the bank. Um, oh, cool. my boss loves this time of year where he's like every employee in this in this in these 20 branches. All of you put on a sweater. Send me a picture. Ugliest team, you get a Amazing. prize. I don't know what the prize is, but I'm going to give you something. Um and, and It's like, a work of art.
0: I yeah. love it. Yeah. I've,
2: I've worn this four <laughs> times my wife hates it i've had it for like five years um but there's very few days i can wear it and get away with it um although one of these days i might just throw it on in february just to, just because i feel like it Why that's not?
0: right i like it <laughs> okay well next question what was your first impression of me
2: uh be honest yeah be yeah honest. so um my first impression was that was direct which which i liked yeah because our first okay. impression was in that Instagram message. Um, that's right. And so, like, <laughs> like I've I send those messages all the time, mm. and I very rarely receive them. And I was like, huh, those are effective. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So I just, yeah. the First impression I was like that's direct, and I appreciate directness because I have very little time. My life is highly scheduled. Yeah. Um, with three humans, a full time job, and everything else, you know, like it's highly. It's regimented. Yeah. Like I've got yeah. to have, like I've got to have a human somewhere else at three forty-five. Like it's it's got to happen. <laughs> I hear you. <ya. laughs> the bags are above me. So I hear it. Um, well, yeah. So it, I appreciate that directness because I know where I stand. I know what you need, and that's that's what I want. All the nuance, I'm happy for that. But it, it doesn't as a five nuance doesn't matter much to me. Like I just yeah. need to know what's in the bibliography.
0: Yeah, so. I hear you. That's awesome. Yeah, and I appreciate you being so like because we set it up quick, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh and I know you know that that life of of a podcaster, but um dude, my first impression of you was this guy cuz I know you edit your own podcast. Mm-hmm. This guy and the music like it was very uh you it was very soothing. Like I mm-hmm. know I know somebody said Which like Which one did you uh, listen to? I listened to the one with you and Jared, and I know somebody even I think in that episode you say oh. like Somebody in in your iTunes reviews was like you had to google ASMR. To oh yeah, I remember <laughs> because, that. One. That yeah. one made me laugh. <laughs> but it's true man, like um I guess I'm just saying like my impression was like, "Oh, like this guy is like a a major cuz it's edited like the way you edit it and like you have sound and like really good music. Like I'm like this guy's like a like a pro. Podcaster editor. Mm. Like that was, that is, my, none that was of that my impression. Is, none
2: of that is true, but that's very kind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah.
0: I it it is really great. So uh yeah. Um okay, moving on to the next, my friend. Um what title would you give this chapter in your life? Mm. Prologue. Prologue. Yeah. Can you expand on that? What do you mean?
2: Yeah. So um I thought that I knew everything when I got married. Um, and I think this morning, I also thought that I probably knew everything that I thought I knew, but every single day I real i learned something and I'm like, oh, that shifts everything. And it could mm. even be something simple. Um, like it can be music for me. Like every day I see something and I hear something and I'm like, that moves mountains. Um, mm. which I, you know, like it, it's big. So yeah, I don't, I don't know how long I'm going to live. But I don't think that the chapters of my life are all that important. Mm. I think that the prologue is being written right now, and I think it's just gonna be all prologue. Like, wow, I don't, I don't know. For me, the what's gonna happen tomorrow has very little hold over me. Um, mm. So, the, like, I don't have chapter two planned. Um, I don't know. I don't know if that answers it well or not.
0: No, but that's. That, uh, that was a creative answer, my friend. And you are a, cr- a creative person. Sure. I like it. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> it is such a g- interesting question, though, because I feel like it is because only you know that, like when you look at the, you know, the expanse of your life and like whatever. Because, yeah, like, I mean, how I'm 28 years old. I'm, um, it's like, yeah, you've had, you know, if you want to think of each chapter in a year, right? Like it's like, Gosh, what would you call this? You know, like chapter 28, um, for me, you, I mean, I.
2: Have you ever yeah. watched the there's a YouTube channel called Casually Explained? No. It, so you would love it. You're going to, okay. when we're done, hit pause and find it. So he ha- Casually Explained is a YouTube channel. It comes out irregularly. There's one that is basically like the story of humanity. And mm-hmm. he's really monotone, almost like the Bueller. Bueller. Oh, I love it. Yeah. But he's like, so here's the deal about life. Um, this is a bad 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 paraphrase he's like you know the the first 18 years are, are it's mostly instruction manual and pregame warm-ups like on the most video games and there's a downloadable <laughs> pack for for college that costs about 50 grand and really all it does is get you better friends uh, a lot of oh people just gosh. skip right to that right to the debt part which is a is a good upgrade and mm. but the way that he describes life is basically like these 30 years they don't in the grand scheme of things like They don't have a whole lot of impact. Like it's all, Mm. you know, it's all stuff they got to unpack later. So, yeah. Yeah. Mm.
0: I like it. Um, Well, I'm going to move on to the next because I know, I know we don't have a ton of time, but um, by the way, you've given me so many suggestions like this podcast. Um, (laughs) I got to check that out. I've got to check this series out now. That's
2: the benefit of a five. That is the benefit. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Like I said, I'm married to one. So I, I, I know all about, she has all the, Fun facts. Um, yes. Just stowed away. Uh, okay. So here's the next one, my friend. Uh, what is a dream you've let go of?
2: Mm. Playing any type of competitive sports period. Not really? even for money. Yeah. Just yeah, for fun. So, yeah. I, um, I love playing sports. I grew up playing football in Texas. Cause that's, that's bigger than the Bible. You know, that's, mm. that's a thing. And um, a few years ago, actually, I was out running and when I woke up the next morning, apparently I had ripped some tendons and just didn't know because when you run long enough, it hurts anyway, you know? Yeah. And, uh, I now have like almost debilitating foot issues where like, if I walk for too long or stand for too long, I can barely walk anymore, uh, for a good amount of time. Um, yeah. So anything that requires, like even just playing basketball with the kids in the backyard, like is going to punish me. Like oh it, my gosh. It, I will do it cause that's what you do, but tomorrow will hurt. So that is a dream Ugh. that is gone. But I would love it. Like I would love to play softball with friends or anything. Like that's just or win the church league. It's, yeah. not, it's just not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. I'll cheer. Wow. On. Yeah.
0: That's a bummer, man. I'm sorry. Um. Gosh. Yeah. Just you're living old. that. Da- you're living that dad life now. Bro. Getting old. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. It's a good um, excuse not
2: to work out, though, right? You <laughs> can't have any impact.
0: Totally. Totally. Um. <laughs> uh, well let, okay, so one more and I and before we wrap up, but um I I like this one. Uh and it's a good one. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go for it. Are you ready? So okay. what do you think my superpower is?
2: <laughs> How am I supposed to answer that? Um <laughs> <laughs> based on our interaction.
0: What's our what's uh, my superpower?
2: Oh, oh. Oh, God, um, your your superpower is, is the is is I don't have a clue how to answer this. So I'm going to go with. Good God, why couldn't you told me this at the beginning of the episode? I'm the worst. I'm the worst.
0: I'm putting you on the yeah. spot, my friend. You can yeah, make yeah. it so, up. It's fine.
2: Yeah, well, I'm trying to, but <laughs> I don't do well at this type of thing. It's not the way my brain works. Uh, so I will say your superpower is actually listening. Um, because a lot of, I said a lot of things really fast and I've been told that I speak quickly and you were able to pick apart different pieces. Often the pieces that I didn't really want to talk more about, which is Mm. a different skill altogether. Um, that's nice. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Gosh. Well, I'm going to answer it for you. And, uh, and again, I, I'm, don't, I'm going to pull something out of thin air, but I'm going to, I'm going to mean it. That's the thing. It's definitely a sweater. Um, (laughs) <laughs> it's definitely the sweater. I think you have an uncanny ability of wearing really interesting sweaters. <laughs> no, no, I, I think, um, your superpower is giving people the permission to ask hard questions. And I think your podcast does a great job of that. And, uh, I think, um, um, it is rare. I think that not a lot of people feel uh, safe, and so I think what you are doing is is just passing out permission slips, and I think that in and of itself is a is a superpower. Just based mm. on what I've even heard you talk about today, and even just listening to to some of your some of your episodes, man, I think mm. it's I think it's great. So, yeah.
2: well, thank you, man.
0: <laughs> so, yeah. okay, last bit. Uh, where can we go, my friend, to find you? Where can we follow you? All that good stuff.
2: Yeah. So all the stuff podcast related is at um is just on the website for can I say this at church? Um, you type that in, it'll find it. And then all you know all the places that people listen to podcasts. For those that don't know, I also so I transcribe every episode because I need something else to do with my time. And so <laughs> if so, one of the nicest things that I've been told lately is there are a lot of people that have shared the show with people that can't hear but would benefit from having conversations about God and they don't get fed at church and they don't want to read books uh, because that's just not as interactional. So those are there, um, Mm. which is something I'm proud of. They take forever, but they are there. So yeah, everything for the podcast, all the social medias and everything are at, can I say this at church.com. You can try to find me personally on Facebook or Twitter, but all you're going to see is is nothing because the, the downside of, of having a, any type of public personality is I don't want to post pictures of my kids and, and sure. that type of stuff. So you're more than welcome. <laughs> right. If you look like a real human, I'll hit accept for the friend request or whatever. But um, don't expect to be overwhelmed. <laughs> so yeah, Perfect. I, would, I would stick to the website there.
0: I like it. Well, okay. Actually, I lied. This is actually the last question because <laughs> I'm, I don't want to go without asking this one. I think it is, it's the question we typically end with. And it's just this. What would you say to somebody who is unsure of what they believe? They're kind of exploring, they're figuring it out. Like, what's one bit of advice that you would give them to help them in their journey?
2: Yeah. So, for anyone listening that is unsure if what they think is allowed to be thunk, if that's a word, um, the answer is it is. Like, if there is a God of any faith that's worth any worship, your questions do not intimidate her. They do not scare him. It doesn't matter if they were expected or not. And if whatever box of worship that you're in cannot stomach questions,
0: mm.
2: it, it, it is not that box should be lit on fire. Um, not in a hateful way. Like back away slowly because yeah. you're not where your community is, obviously. So just leave quietly. There's no reason to to kick all the tables over. But yeah, whatever it feels, whatever you feel like you're supposed to be allowed to question, you most certainly are. And if where you're at right now isn't giving you a healthy place to do that, I can promise that there are places that you can do that. They just, you just got to look for them. And if you can't find one, send me a message and I'll find you a place to do that. So that's
0: good, man. Yeah, man. Well, Seth Price, thank you so much for coming on. It has been a pleasure, my friend. Yeah, we'll have to do it again sometime. You agree? Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, well, good deal. All right, there you have it, my conversation. All right, all right, all right. With Seth Price. Oh man, here we are, Jake, you and me. What a guy! What a guy! Swell conversation. Didn't you love it?
1: Oh my gosh, I was blown away.
0: Blown away. Blown away. It just felt like you. It touched your soul.
1: It did. It was like that one time I forgot how to sit down. <laughs> <laughs> what does that even mean? I don't know, dude. I'm tired. Yeah, yeah. That was true. awesome, though. I mean, what a what a what a podcaster! Remember?
0: I know. It's one of those you'll never forget. <laughs> Full disclosure: Jake has not listened to that episode. Hey, I. It feels like I have. But you were there in spirit. Yeah, yeah. That's true. No, but uh, honestly, I one of the things I loved most about talking with him was he just he just struck me as somebody who was genuinely seeking and exploring his faith and not afraid to ask hard questions. And And that's what we're all about yeah. on this podcast. So yeah, you should check out his podcast. Can I say this at church? And uh, yeah, it's great.
1: Cool. Cool. Thanks for coming on.
0: Thanks so much for coming on, Seth. Thanks. You hey, should shout out to Seth. Shout out to Seth, everybody. All right. Cla- give it up. All right, uh, moving on, everybody. Uh, we're gonna wrap this thing up, uh, but before we do, please give us, give us, give us a review. Have you not done that yet?
1: A review, a like, a follow, a Patreon seven dollar subscription.
0: <laughs> yeah, but first the review. Uh, leave us five star, five star, five, star, five star? Dude, I'm tired too. Leave us a five star review, and uh, we'd really appreciate it. Also, if 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 you give us. If you say nice things about us, we'll read it out on the air. So that's cool.
1: Mean things too.
0: Mean things included. If you hate our guts and for some reason you still listen uh, and give us a review, I guess I guess we have to. We, mu- we need critiques. We need it. How else
1: would we know to change?
0: That's true. Develop. It. And grow. So there's that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, what else, Jake? What else do the people need to know? Have you heard of our Patreon. We have a Patreon.
1: www.patreon.com slash professionally Honest Christian.
0: Boom. What do you think? Are you, is your mind blown? I'm. My mind is blown. You're blown. I'm blown, dude. Three tiers. Three tiers. One, two, three. One, two, three. Different levels of rewards. Good, better, best. Merch. Jesus pins, friggin' mind-blowing community and bonus episodes. Yeah Exclusive content Yeah Frick man It's gonna be awesome It's gonna be great Uh so yeah Please check us out On Patreon yeah, And
1: no, What about our only friends
0: Oh don't forget that Uh Jake is Showing his rump Quite a bit there Lately What's a rump Your trunk
1: My trunk or my rump
0: Your Your tuckus.
1: Oh my thighs it My new hashtag for life Is Thick thighs save lives
0: We do have Thick thighs collect it, but, but yeah, it's, we don't need to go there. That's neither here nor see, see there.
1: Hashtag secret
0: That's right. That's a weird reference. Oh man, let's land this plane everybody. As always, we want to make this a conversation, so please uh, if you got anything from this episode, please let us know. Uh, we love to hear from you. You can email us at Christian at gmail.com You can reach out to us on uh, you can slide right into those DMs. You can reach out to us, out to us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, whatever. And uh, we may or may not respond. Probably. Probably, maybe. Who knows? we
1: would like to. We want to talk with you. We want
0: to Exactly. So please let us know uh, what you got from this podcast. And uh, that's it for me.
1: That's it for me, too. Talk to you soon,
2: people. Later.
1: Bye.